Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hello, it's me, Joel. I'm a playwright and performer. Hi, everyone. It's me, Kishan. I'm a science educator. And welcome back to. T42! It's our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yes, and today we're, come, we're doing something a little bit special. I don't know if you can hear it or not. Can you just like, just like yeah. can you guess? Can you guess what's can special? Can you guess, everybody? <laughs> can you guess? I, I don't know. I don't know if they can. For the first time in T42 history. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. <laughs> Kishan and I are in the same room. Yes, yes, we are. We're actually coming to you. Uh, we're actually recording this in Joel's room. Uh, it's quite... Weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Looking Joel right in the face is right there. Yeah, I'm. We're sitting at a table, staring right at each other, yeah. and I feel like Hi, I don't. Joel. I don't know how to process this. Yeah, it's 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 this thing where like our entire podcast so far has been made with two of us in separate rooms, right? And there's been a kind of like healthy distance between us. Correct. And now, like I have that's entirely gone. Now I have to contend with your body language. Oh my god, I have to put up with you right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a special episode as well because why, Kishan? <laughs> yes, this is our birthday weekend episode. Is it, our, is it the birthday weekend or the birthday? This will be released uh in the the weekend that's in between, in between. both so our birthdays. Also, it will, it will have been that's yes. good use of the future perfect tense. It, it will is. have been my birthday by the time you're listening to this, and yes. it will be Kishan's birthday on the second. Mine's on the twenty fifth. Yeah, so this 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 podcast will be released on the weekend between both our birthdays. So it's fantastic. I know. <laughs> and so actually this entire episode is going to revolve around like... Our birthdays. Our birthdays, growing older, Aging. and just becoming decrepit. Yeah, becoming <laughs> decrepit. That's, that's the takeaway for this, for this podcast. <laughs> okay, it's time for Pandemic Potluck. Yes, the birthday, the birthday cake, cake edition. edition. Is it you bring... Mango fresh cream cake? Mm. Is it you bring Lana chocolate cake? Yum, yum, yum. Is it you bring neighborhood bakery black forest fresh cream cake? You I don't like. Or are you very cheapskate and bring the Sarah Lee pound cake? It's not bad, leh. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not actually bad. very nice, leh. Or are you the motherfucker who brings the Onde Onde cake? <laughs> What's wrong with Onde Onde cake? I cannot stand Onde Onde cake. Why? No, first of all, there is no such thing as Onde Onde cake unless your cake is made of like 500 onde onde or you buy into the onde onde and then inside got gula malaka you know out. what you know what that sounds delicious no, someone should do no, that no that's, that's perverse <laughs> and wrong okay but just because your cake is green colour with like coconut with, yeah, flakes, with coconut right? flake and then pandan flavour and then inside got some gula that malaka that's make, not an yeah. onde onde cake make, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely oh God, I don't know how many times I have to say this but <laughs> anyway um this being our birthday edition, right? We yep. decided that uh, this week's edition of Pandemic Potluck will have nothing to do with the pandemic. Yeah, I think, I think we, we want to treat ourselves and not talk about the pandemic. I you mean, know? seriously, can we just like stop talking about it for one week? Yeah, I think I think we'll be okay. I you know what? Like, it'll, it'll catch up with us anyway. <laughs> yeah, right? Correct, it'll catch up with us anyway. <laughs> so, we're not, we're not like. <laughs> so we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Um. Anyway, let's like... I just need to... like. I'm just still so psyched at the fact that we're in the same room, right? Of and course. I feel like we need to exploit the form of it. So like, to yeah. prove to you that we are in the same room, the two of us are going to cheers. Yes. We're going to cheers. Cheers! <laughs> it's only possible if people are in the same room, right? 
<laughs> you're right, not sounding fake, like, it's, it's, it's real, it's real, guys. I mean, you could really, like... I mean, but it's real, <laughs> la, you can trust us, okay? okay also sip, sip, sip. Yeah, sip a bit. Mmm. <laughs> okay, Kisha, what are we talking about for this week's potluck? Right, so for, for this week's pandemic potluck, what we're going to talk about is basically how, how we feel about getting older. Right? Old? Yeah, old, old, yeah, like, jo- Joel, you are... Oh, I'm you, turning 33. Yeah, turning 33, and I'm turning 34, 34, right? So old. Yeah, so old, so old. So I don't know, like, there, there are definitely differences in terms of how my body functions. I, I have to say that <laughs> my body aches a great deal more. It's a real thing. My back aches like nobody's business. Do you ever find that thing where, like, so you wake up, you just, like, wake up, and then you feel this mysterious pain because you probably, like, slept in some weird position. That, ah, like, they were not bad eight, like, they were gonna, gonna possess, like, I don't know what that <laughs> is, like. <laughs> No, what if it doesn't happen to you, like, I will wake up, and then, like, not, not in the middle of the night, like, I'll wake up in the right? morning, and I'll have, like, this inexplicable pain. That where? I, like, it's anywhere one. It's, like, it happens, huh? like, usually the back, but I know that okay, it has something, that I know sense. that it has something to do with, like, my sleeping position. Yeah, that's probably it. But but you know what? Yes, this is a function of growing older. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because my back aches like nobody's business now. And it just from sitting down and standing up going, oh, my back pain. You know, it's really like can kill me kind. You think I it's because you it. don't do enough yoga. Do you do yoga? You don't, right? I, I used to do a lot of it. And then I'm like, I don't like when it When did anymore. you used to do yoga? In like my early 30s, late 20s, I used to do quite a lot of it. When did you do yoga? I had like this whole like yoga movement, like membership and everything. How, I used to, how I used have to... I known you for this long and not known that you've done yoga? I don't know. We're finding out a lot of things about each other like from this podcast. You know, right? that is true. Yeah. And I'm beginning to wonder if like this is, are you really my best friend? Alright. Like, <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Um, like talking about eggs, like literally before recording this podcast, I decided to go for a, a, a jog lah, because I'm trying to be you New know, Year, trying, New You. Yeah, I'm trying to be that woman right <laughs> then like I get back and I cannot move anymore it's like I can't oh. even you, you saw right oh my god <laughs> dear listeners let me tell you whenever he got up he like got up in this weird position and he walked oh, in like this little weird like, like hobble kind of thing like, there was something wrong with his body and all I said was like Joe what's wrong with you and he said he went for a jog and I'm like oh dear it's terrible you know I think we're not that old Sure, but you you do have to admit that where like after twenty five or something you said that yeah, there yeah. is there's this very clear twenty five di- is the turning point. Yeah, but I, at least for I me definitely la. felt it at twenty five. Right. And like I, I I tell all my friends who are turning twenty five, ah ha ha like this is when it goes downhill. It's like <laughs> I don't know what about twenty five. Like is it like the mechanics of the body or something or maybe maybe, maybe. it's a mental thing. I, well. I actually was thinking of that maybe it could be a mental thing. Like oh no, I'm past my mid twenties. Oh, no, what people like to say is like I am now a, a quarter of a century. Yeah, yeah, sure. people think it's like some sort of marker, right? I mean, I mean, it really isn't, but I don't know. I was gonna say it really is. It really does something to your mind to sure. think that you're to think that you're a quarter of a century old. But I also remember reading an article once which said physiologically, mm. physiologically, and you probably know better than I do. Like your body actually does start to yeah. deteriorate at twenty five. Yeah, it's, it's like negative the, growth senescence. Yeah, the yeah. begin senescence is such a horrible word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it rhymes too much with like obsolescence. <laughs> You know, like, you know, like, yes, planned obsolescence. Yes, yes. <laughs> so your body has is got inbuilt obsolescence, But right? it's, unfor- it's unfortunate, but it's, you know what, th- that's what it is. No, it's also like, it ties in with a broader physical um, principle of entropy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. We like, we're but all 25 just seems down. to mark that turning point, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? So, you know what, I, I, I totally believe it when people say they feel it, because we've, we felt it. Like, I, for me, I particularly felt it in terms of drinking. And clubbing. And clubbing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh like last time, like, early 20s, remember there was one where we <laughs> <laughs> we were when we were in university. Are you talking we, about the four nights in a row? The thing? four nights in a row. 
we club for like four nights in a row. And, because and in the end, be, of, no, it yeah. used to be possible. Like yeah. Wednesday was Mambo. Yeah, exactly. Thursday there was some weird night at Zerka. You could find something. Yeah. yeah. And then Friday was like some club or another. And then Saturday, Saturday. just follow through. La. No, there was a Sunday as well. Okay, I know I didn't do the Sunday because uh, I needed to sleep. Some of us pushed on to the, <laughs> to the Sunday, okay? And for it me, it was like, a four day. Oh my god. It was ridiculous, right? So, uh, uh, but even after that four or five day, whatever, it was very easy to recuperate I'm in our sure early it 20s. Was, okay, yeah. It was easier, la, like two or like maybe one day, two then yeah, we yeah, were and fine. Then you could go back the next weekend. Exactly. Right? right now, if you ask me to like club just one night, uh, I uh, will need 24 hours. No. Plan, plan forward. I need 24 hours to know like, okay, I do, cannot do anything after this. No, I would need either 24 hours or a lot of like stamina enhancing supplements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, yes. no, it used to be that like, um, I could drink a lot. Yeah. But it was at 25 that I started noticing that like, I would start getting the hangover the night off. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's of like course. I would start feeling that weird, headachey, nausea yes, thing nausea. the night off. Less. So yeah. it wouldn't even have to be like, I wake up the next day and then the sun shine and make me feel horrible, right? You know, it's like the, <laughs> in like the darkest dark, I yeah. would feel this. Like. Yeah. So, so it, it's it's really a thing. Like. I mean, our, our body is on a downward decline. Wait, so what have you and noticed? I feel a bit sad. What have you noticed this year specifically that's new in terms of back your... Backaches. So, so uh, right. backaches have, have, have just plagued me a lot in the, in the past... Back has plagued me a lot in the past, maybe one and a half years, two Is years. It lower back. Uh, it's upper back. It's upper back, and mm. I, I don't know. It's it's just awful. I think it has something to do with like, like physiotherapists will tell you this, which is like if you're not walking in the right posture or whatever yeah, for many sure. years basically your body is where, has reached a point where it's now worn out a lot of its parts I believe that yeah and have you considered going for physio? Um, not really apparently it's very good I, I, I feel like I just need to stretch a great deal more I think stretching helps in all sorts of things I just so do don't do a lot before you go to bed? I actually don't stretch at all a lot even oh. when I exercise I like do a little bit here a little bit there very wayang in my cannot. stretching Last I know it's one, really yeah. bad I know it's really really bad I stretch so intensely before my stupid run that's really good still I'm in pain okay? then I'm glad you did it because if not you would be you're completely <laughs> incapacitated <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, for everything that we've been saying so far about how shitty the body feels, though, like I will say that at 32 going on 33, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, it's compared to my 20s, right? Which, mm. so like a lot of my late 20s, I was obsessed with this idea that I had wasted my 20s being unhappy and morose and whatever. Right. Yeah. But then now I was that, there for that. You were there for that. <laughs> like, you were the cause of much of that as well. No! <laughs> If you know, you know. Moving um, on, <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> um, but like now I just realised actually I'm so much more chill. Uh, I'm so much more um, like mentally and spiritually present. Right. And I kind of like have settled into who I think I am and am going to be for quite a while. And I'm yeah. quite happy with that. You, you know what? I, I, I agree with... I actually agree with you mm. um, a lot. Because in, in 20s, there's a lot of me finding my own footing in a lot of things, trying Correct. to find out what I like, who, it, it, it sounds really weird or gross to say, but what it's trying like to find out, other people and yourself. Yeah, right? trying yeah. to find out who I am really, mm. right? This is basically the main thing. And in my late 20s and early 30s, I really found that. I mean, for me, I found it like, quite recently in my early 30s, I would say lah. And, and, 
yeah, now I'm like a, a more carefree, more sure-footed. You know? Yeah, yeah and it's great. La. Quite nice, huh? Yeah, it's quite nice. Sure. A lot of these young kids are going like, oh my god, 30 is just like, yes, you know, the, if I haven't like achieved, the world yeah, if I haven't achieved all yeah. these things by 30, something's wrong with me. It's like, yeah. actually, no. Um, sure. 30, 30, I think, I mean, 30 is in itself arbitrary, but I think like around this time is when you start to feel a bit more secure, as you're saying, on yeah. things, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's very, I mean, I have found a new lease of life for myself at you know, at the age I'm at. So, like, I feel younger now than I was when I was in my 20s. Oh, that's such a nice feeling. That's true, yeah. yeah. hopefully then by, you know, when you turn 40, you just feel like you're 20 again. Oh, no, I hope by 40, I'll just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you feel like your goals have changed since you've entered your early, now going mid-30s? Oh, so sad. <laughs> I'm going mid-30s, it's true. But, uh, yes, my goals have changed only because perspective, uh, I've, I've gain a lot more perspectives, right? Mm. In uh, Following my mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, like, I've done so much and it's given me so much, so much more perspective that I, I actually know what I like and more importantly, what I don't like. Right. So what do you like? Uh, so, so I like teaching. I, I, I enjoy being in the classroom, but what I didn't think I would like is that I like research. Oh. You know, and that was so important for me to go and find out. Right. And, after that whole experience, it totally gave me direction on what I wanted to do and what I can do. You right. know, because I never thought this was a possibility. So that's exciting. Wow, yours very chim leh. My like, changing goals at the age of 32 are things like, uh, I just want to take long walks every day. No, but that's <laughs> great. I know it's great. Right? It's wonderful. Like, it's reached a point where like, I how did you? I'm so curious, how no, did you come about because that? Because this pandemic has just completely slowed down my life and cut right. out so many things that I realise now were quite um, put on I like a lot of these things I put on myself to achieve right like, yeah um, a certain kind of career certain kinds of career goals certain kinds of productivity personal creative yeah productivity outputs and now I realise actually I just really enjoy um, being home cooking dinner looking after my parents and going for Aww. long walks but right? you know what Joe I, I mean I've known you forever and on some level you've always liked that yeah and I feel like I, I think in my mid-twenties I started becoming a bit more I guess like ambitious but also busier and so like mm. I think I lost sight of the fact that actually I just really am such a homebody right okay you know I, mean? I see that yeah. yeah yeah I don't know and it's also this thing where now like so many of our friends are becoming parents so that I mean that, that's been an interesting thing that's been happening in the past couple of years seeing a lot of my friends become get yeah, married first of all too. and then becoming parents yep. and then just realising oh I'm so like, yeah, like far I'm, away from I'm that, not right? there yeah. but these are just arbitrary like I know. points that was cre- like, it's created for us especially in a Singaporean context yeah, but right? then like the, the thing is it start, it's made me start to wonder actually do I ever want kids right yeah and like oh my god I can't even open that can of worms right now because it's like huh I can barely look after myself you want me to look after a child oh my god there was a period of time where I actually wanted kids really badly and I thought like oh my god I, I, I could adopt or stuff like that but now I'm like I vehemently don't want children no at all I don't want I, I don't want anyone for myself I mean, I'd be very happy to look after my friends children sure yes yeah. for sure or like my own nephews and I have like two and I would be very happy to look after yeah, them yeah as long as I can but, deposit them somewhere else yes at the yeah. end of, there must be a very quick like a- end point correct <laughs> you know? like okay a very swift one day hand can. Over. Yeah, correct yeah. very swift hand like over. 1997 Hong Kong <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Alright, welcome back everybody to Lukewarm Takes yeah. where two increasingly elder millennials <laughs> give their lukewarm take on something that's happening in, on the internet. And what else is happening on the internet but the dawning of cancer season. Cancer season. Cancer season. Yes. <laughs> it's cancer season. This being the birthday edition of the podcast, we're going to be taking a deep dive into... 
um, I guess what it means to be cancer. Yeah, I don't know what that means, Joel. I mean, like, I, I'm a, I'm apparently a very stereotypical cancer. Um, okay. I also don't really know what it means. <laughs> like, I have to admit from the get-go that I have been yes. quite sceptical about astrology. Yeah. But, like, I've come round to it a little Are bit. Are you serious? Yeah, but anyway, I think... Oh, my God. Okay. The start would probably be reading this month's horoscope for cancers. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so we have it right here from tarot.com. <laughs> Joel, why don't you do the honours? Of course. If you haven't been practicing much self-care lately, oh my God, I cannot. this month will serve as an <laughs> undeniable wake-up call. A lunar eclipse in your health sector on June 5th. Wait, is June 5th over already? Over already lah. Okay, wait. So something in the health sector on June 5th sits opposite Venus retrograde and this might force you to take a break from life in some way so that you can heal yourself physically or emotionally from a situation that has brought you to your knees. Wow, very convenient for COVID. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, right. I mean, I, like, mean, I feel like come this, on. since it, yeah, since March this year, I've taken like this much needed break from everything in my life. <laughs> You've spent so much energy caring for others and now it's time you make yourself a priority. The universe says so. Oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> I, I cannot take this seriously at all. You know that, I mean, uh, okay, I'll come back to that. Fortunately, you have a fresh start coming. Kishen, there is a solar eclipse in your sign on June 21st. That was a, two days ago, right? That yeah. will give you the opening for new personal beginnings in your overall well-being and in romance. Wow, how exciting. New beginnings. <laughs> yes, there is confusion as to how you'll get there thanks to the Mercury turning retrograde. Oh, sorry, retrograde in your sign on June 18th. But it's all part of the process. Stop trying to control every step in the direction of your life and your relationship and watch how that move magically empowers you. A potent Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in your partnership sector on June 30th makes your love life invincible. Oh my god, I'm sorry, what does all of that mean? I, I think it's so generic. Yeah. Like, reading it makes me upset. I'm you like, what, it what is, is, it is all about? It is, I think what it is, is that like, these people have a very intimate knowledge of like, what all the star movements are supposed to mean, right? Sure. But what it reads like to me is that it's taking very basic cancer traits and then just kind of making some like wishy-washy see but yeah. even that taking basic cancer traits what does that mean yeah, yeah. so it's things like you spend so much energy caring for others and now it's time you make yourself a priority is a hundred percent like the ultimate cancer trait right it's like the idea that cancers very are, selfless yeah yeah, yeah. not selfless but t- tend to like expend a lot of energy on other people right and uh are very emotional and like to like care for people and parent and mother people sure i've, I've heard that yeah. the typical cancer traits to be very homebody yeah, very, yeah, correct, very correct, family correct. that's it right like me sure. la. so it's like you know don't like to leave the house they like to make have to cook la, and I look after people I like sure, to host yeah. dinner parties you like to do that sure. I look, I, that's why people say I'm such a stereotypical cancer I don't know if someone were to tell me like oh you're such a stereotypical cancer I'd be like okay no, then I will totally pass judgement like see that's the thing I don't feel like you are a very typical cancer and so that's why I think this segment is interesting because the two of us are very different personalities but yeah. we're both yeah. cancers right? yeah yeah we're very different um, so I think <laughs> the next interesting thing to do right would be to read our birth charts oh my so, like, god for those of you who don't know and like we know this very well because like Kitchen lives in London for a bit and I still live there and like the people in the UK are crazy especially the queers they're all crazy about like astrology truly in a slightly concerning way like yep. they take it so seriously like it's scripture in a way like I've known of people who have been like um, if we're not the right star sign, we can't date, that kind of thing. It's like when I first met my boyfriend, Joe, right? He was like, uh, our star signs are misaligned, so this is like, we're not a natural pairing. <laughs> yeah, that, how, how does that 
how does that make sense? No, like, see, don't you immediately discount a whole bunch of no, 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 no. So that's know? why that's why people are so obsessed with the the very precise birth charts. So it's like sure. just because you're born the same under the same sign doesn't mean that you are going to manifest all the traits. It depends right. on when in the when in the day you were born, sure. where, and then like, don't know what meteor flying over what house. Right. Don't know so, what. so basically not all Cancerians behave the same exactly. way because of this ascending sign. So there Your is, sign is in don't know what correct. moon house correct, or correct. what thing. So la. the birth chart apparently gives you very granular detail about how you are a special unicorn snowflake Cancer. Sure. <laughs> sure. So like, no Cancer is the same so no, it's like my little pony, right? Like they're all ponies. They're all magical ponies, but they're different. It's like care bears. They're all magical bears, but, but they have... each have special powers. See, this is where I have I I I, I have a big problem with astrology. <laughs> if you can, if you create a system where everybody you can explain so many different things, then isn't that just anything that because it's it's like everybody is so special? Then why you need this system? Yeah, it's a bit like religion, lah. <laughs> Yeah, in a way, right? Some people are so weird. Anyway, let's read the birth chart. Yeah. So, like, um, who's going to do first? This is yours, Joel. Okay, let's do mine. Okay. So, having crunched all my bio data, yes. it turns out that I am a Libra Ascendant. Mm. For those of you who are listening, for whom any of this makes sense, like, I think this would be quite interesting. I, I'm a Libra Ascendant. Obviously, mm. my zodiac sign is Cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my moon is in Gemini, which is apparently quite problematic. Is uh, it? Yeah, yeah, because, like, Geminis are notorious for being, for what? like... Two-faced and slightly like chaotic, so it's like there is this weird stigma against Gemini's. I, I okay, you know what? You I've not. heard this. Before. You've heard it, right? Yeah, I've heard it before. I I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know it in, well enough to understand why. But like sure. when you tell someone you're a Gemini, it's like and they believe in this kind of stuff, right? That's an immediate kind of like oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I, like when in London, I, I know of so so much hate that would go against Gemini's. Like people will put it up on their Facebook yeah, posts yeah, yeah. and shit. I go like, oh my god, are you serious? I mean, it's very difficult to take people like that seriously, but. I don't okay, want to okay. piss on anybody's okay. pain, you know? I, 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 am, I have warmed up to it and you haven't. So let's maybe read your birth chart. Right. So okay. you are a Leo Ascendant. And mm-hmm. then what else are you? You are a... I am a... A Taurus what? A Taurus moon? Yeah, Taurus moon. My moon is in Taurus apparently. And of course, okay, so my zodiac let's, sign let's, is let's, cancer. Let's, okay, let's read what the Leo Ascendant means. I'll tell you whether or not it's true. <laughs> okay, so Leo Ascendant says, uh, apparently, uh, whoever has the Ascendant in Leo likes to be the centre of attention. Yeah. They... L- they love the admiration and praise of others, uh-huh. and basically, I crave recognition. That's, uh, that's basically what it says. Yeah, it's true. How is that true? <laughs> it's so true. The first time I met you, oh my god, at, yeah, was at university orientation camp. <laughs> so, FYI, dear <laughs> listeners, we were those people who went to uni orientation camp. <laughs> we really <okay>. were. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we met, right? And yeah. then you were like, uh, I think you were the in the executive committee, and you were the game, like you were planning the program. I was in so charge of the IC of the yeah. You're basically you're basically the whole camp. Yeah. Let's talk about how. <laughs> Let's talk about that. You were the camp IC. Yeah. What kind of perverse person who doesn't love attention would do that kind of thing? I mean, I love people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people give you attention. There's nothing wrong with saying that you love attention. You do. I don't know if I you do. You do. You. <laughs> Sorry, I sound like I'm gaslighting you now. <laughs> yeah. you, you enjoy being the center of attention. Sure. Like you're, you're running around, just literally be the life of the party, and you often are. Okay. No, yeah. I don't know. See, I don't know if that's craving attention or just really just wanting to have fun. Yeah, I don't think those are very separate, to be honest. But sure. look at me trying to justify all this. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Then what does the the, the, the Taurus mood mean? Oh, if it I, means that you're God. very bullish and disagreeable, I agree. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Let me read to you what the Taurus moon says. Uh. The, the moon in Taurus represents even-tempered, 
calm huh. and a sober-minded person. Which, you know what? Mm. I generally agree, but here you see, is like, the nice problem. Thing, nice thing you agree. Yes. Nice thing you agree. Here is the problem. <laughs> so, uh, so there was a study done on, on horoscopes, right? And how it is written. And generally, when horoscopes are written with positive things, mm. people tend to go, oh yes, that's totally me, which is kind of like what I'm doing now. Yeah. When there's something very problematic, people will steer clear away from horoscopes. Yeah. Which is why horoscopes are always written in a very positive manner. No, so and then tend to even if it's negative, it. it will say like, this is something that you struggle with or whatever, right? Right, it'll put in a very like, oh, you put things up way. Yeah, but like you could be a bit more introspective like you really do crave <laughs> you know what let's, let's wait, have a go at I, your I quite, wait, wait, even before I go there, I quite okay I agree you are very even tempered calm and sober minded when you are not drunk <laughs> yes when I'm not drunk it's true it's yeah, true when though. you are not sober there's no sober mindedness <laughs> the things I've had to deal with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so uh, I'm what Libra okay so it's very interesting right so I'm both my Ascending and my moon are like the signs of balance and counterbalance, right? Libra, the scales, and Gemini, the twin. So I think even before reading, I'm just going to say it's probably suggesting that I'm full of like complicated dualities. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. Oh my god. Okay, wait. <laughs> what, what, what? Okay. Libra ascendant people are mostly happy, loving, balanced, there you go, and blessed with a natural charm. They love encounters ooh, and exchanges <laughs> with other people and their environment and it's easy for them to make new contacts. That is 100% who I am. Yeah, sure. You, li- you like hanging around with new people, but there's also a heavy amount of anxiety for you with, oh, for with sure. meeting people, yeah, yeah. you know? I guess, but like in social situations, I tend to be very... Like, if I can tell you are a bit standoffish and not very willing to engage, I will stay. Yeah, you will disengage. You will disengage immediately. Whereas some people are very dogged, trying to get their attention. Yeah, or very oblivious, right? True, true. So, this is true. That's nice. (laughs) Oh my god. The moon in Gemini. Persons of the moon sign Gemini are optimistic, cheerful, and curious. They are open minded for new experiences. That's true. This is so true. Mm. They have an approachable personality and accept enthusiastic opportunities and information the world offers to them. I 100% agree with all this. Are you optimistic? No. (laughs) I don't know if you are optimistic. I think you are a very, very... uh, You are a realist. I don't know. I'm generally... I I, I tend towards the melancholy. Yes, very true. Yeah. But I guess, like, you have to be alive to be melancholy. So I do kind of, like... (laughs) You know? So let's look at a list of like some famous cancers to make ourselves feel better. Right, right. Okay, so this is because nothing suggests that you are in the right star sign as seeing some very cool people. Right? Correct, and then ignoring the people you don't like. Right. I hope it's not. I just hope it's not. I hope it's not Donald Trump. <laughs> no, Donald Trump is a Gemini. Oh, oh we came very close. Very Donald close. Donald Trump is born yeah. on June thirteenth. Oh, jeez, that's a very bad number. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's Chris look at some Pratt, uh, yeah. lovely cancers. Chris, yeah, Chris Trump Pratt. supporter Chris Pratt. Yes. Like. Lana Del, of course, Lana Del Rey. Of course, Lana Del Rey. No, no. I don't care for her music, but of course, Lana Del Rey is a cancer. <laughs> Can we talk about it? It's like, it's, does anything say mournful crab? Yes. More than Lana Del Rey? <laughs> oh my god. She's mournful mournful crab. crab. She's she like the reigning crab. queen of like, of, she's the reigning depression queen. Yeah, she really is though. Oh my god, that is really funny. Reigning queen of depression, Lana Del Rey. Oh my eats god. Eats her feelings from the inside out. Hilarious. <laughs> Mel Street. Meryl Streep is a cancer. Excuse me. Oh, love. I love Meryl Streep. Oh, uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper's a cancer. Oh, that's really, that's really unexpected. This, <laughs> I don't care. I'm very happy to claim her. So. <laughs> Frances McDormand. Yeah, Frances oh McDormand. Oh, this is such a power list of amazing women. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it's obviously skewed to just wonderful, powerful people. I'm sure there's also a bunch of crazy lunatics. Oh, for sure. Cancers. Yeah, but we don't talk about those. We don't talk about those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see who else Mindy, K- Mindy mm. Kaling is a cancer okay 
Okay, I accept that. I mean, she does sure. have that slightly kind of like. Sure, yeah. Oh my god, Solange knows. Of course, Solange is a cancer. It's the most cancer thing to be like. Really? Related to oh, the sure. world's greatest superstar, but then be like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm just gonna do my own niche little thing. And actually have really good music. And make really good music, yep. and some would say yep. better than Beyonce. True, true. Don't yes. come for me. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Yep. Ariana Grande is, of course, like. I don't know. I quite. I I've come to quite enjoy Ariana Grande. Okay, I th- I think she's. I think she's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, I, I think yeah. like she speaks her mind. Yeah, and sure. Like, and quite in touch with her feelings. Way. Correct. Although I wish she hadn't like screwed over Pete Davidson that way. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That doesn't seem like a very cancer thing to do. So like, I don't know. Should we just like not claim her? <laughs> I mean, like, would you do that? Like, whatever. <laughs> This whole can, conversation can you don't is be, like Can where? you don't be so dismissive? <laughs> I'm so dismissive about this astrology thing. Okay, uh, two more, two more. Okay, Chloe two, Kardashian. Uh, uh, one of the Kardashians was bound to be a cancer. So this, is, <laughs> this is statistical more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Bates, done. I'm happy. Let's like not oh, see I, anymore. Like, I I'm love happy Kathy end. Bates. I'm happy to end on Kathy oh, Bates. Sh- like, what is this? Oh, these are such I love, incredibly love talented Bates. people. I'm so, yeah. yeah, I'm so happy to be in this company. It's true. Yeah. Okay, I mean... For whatever whatever that means, I'm I'm happy to be with these people. I know. Yeah. I've never felt more psyched about my cancerness than today. I really feel this has been a breakthrough. <laughs> <for> <laughs> me. You know, I talk a lot, a lot, a lot of shit about astrology, right? Yeah. And, I and, mean, justifiably so. Yeah, justifiably so. And I have I have a lot of problems with with people using it to make life decisions and everything like that. But I read something uh, the other day that I thought made a lot of sense, and it gave me some perspective on on astrology. It basically said that. It, while it's while it's all sorts of non-scientific, it's super non-scientific, right? It allows people vocabulary. It gives people vocabulary to talk about their feelings. Mm. You know, it gives people an avenue to say things that they are, or to relate to things that they otherwise cannot. You know, when someone says like, oh, cancers are very melancholic or they're very in touch with the emotions of their home bodies or stuff like that, then it allows people to get in touch with that and go like, right. oh, you know what, maybe I am. Or to say, yeah, I am like that on some level and right. then talk about it thereafter. Oh, yeah. I've never really thought about it that way in that it's like, it's a way in, right? Yeah, it's when, a way in. When, when we are not often encouraged to go there. It's a bit like pop psychology, right? Right, Where, yeah. Like, pop psychology similarly gives us the language to talk about very complicated um, I guess psychic yeah. uh, uh, disturbances. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, in a completely often inaccurate or grossly oversimplified way. Sure. Right. Yeah, so so I guess the question is not to ask uh, whether you know, astrology is scientific or how do they get these readings or, you know, break down the, the science, open inverted commas behind this. But I guess the question to ask is are people gaining from this and are uh, people benefiting from this and how are they using it and uh, are they. Are they just happier with it? Like religion lah. Like religion lah. You know, except that these people don't beat you over the head with it. I mean, you know? for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now, Maybe right? give it another like one, two hundred years. Yeah, maybe the next beca- pandemic lah. Yeah, <laughs> and then it becomes a cult, right? And then yeah. people get sifted into their birth signs to determine whether or not they get vaccinated. Oh, that is frightening. <laughs> oh my god, that is so weird. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's quite sci-fi ah. It's so scary. <laughs> I will say at the end of the day that like I'd much rather we all be arbitrarily sorted into our birth signs than by a PSLE score. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know if I agree. Look, hey, I was just thinking about this the other day about how when I was in JC, right, like my form teacher, he was not meant to oh you're a teacher, so you should tell me whether or not this is true, right? Okay. If you can. Yeah. Like he put up this uh this diagram on the the OHP right yeah. which was basically a prediction for where you were going to end up at the end of your A-levels based on your entrance 
score at O levels. So apparently there is a there is a rubric for how well you're expected to do mm. based on the the how well you did at O level mm. coming into the JC. Sure. And it's a very horizontal trajectory in that it's very like um uh, apparently there's not much variance from it. So I, he was telling us that so I guess this, this, as in this is where you are expected to be yes like, mm. and it's some I don't know I think it's, it's value used... addedness la. I, 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 it's, it's, right. this, it's this whole thing about value addedness of, and where you are expected to be you know after the whole thing I just found that like it's a bit gross. It's gross. And, and yeah. I, I don't know if I would show that to my students. Right. It's, it's an awful thing I mean, to I think show he, to, yeah, he was kids. showing it to us in a slightly rah-rah way, which is like, you can transcend your your natural limitations <laughs> if you work very hard. You know? It's oh, like, it's like It's like that Christian, like oh. it's that branch of Christianity which believes in predestination, right? Where right, you are right, like, right. before you're born, you're already deter- is determined sure. whether you have re- received salvation or not. Right, right. <laughs> oh dear. Goodness. Okay, la, I, I mean, like I said, I would not, I would not want to show this to my I kids I mean I, no. I'd much rather be as I was saying like a mournful crab than like forever <laughs> remember as the PSLE 233 boy <laughs> <laughs> alright and that brings us to our final segment which is bite sized science with resident science expert Kishin Kumar Singh that's who's gonna me. give you some bite sized science to help you cope with 21st century living <laughs> And keeping with the team, Joel, I'm going to discuss... You know, every time you get older, right, do you realise that... What do you mean every time you get older? You only get older <laughs> as a guy. Okay, as you get older, do you realise that time sort of speeds up? You mean you... Things... Like the day passes faster. Yes. Right. Like the day passes faster. Not only the day, then suddenly like the week is over. And then like, it's June. And then before you know it, oh my god, it's the end of the year. And then you're 60 and dead. There's, there's, a, there's a reason for this, okay, there's a, there's a neuroscientific reason for this, and it's to do with how we deal with experiences. So as you rightly pointed out, like, when we were much, much younger as kids, a day could seem like forever, mm. right? And this is because in that day, we filled it with new experiences. As kids, anything is a new experience, oh. right? And that is actually encoded in the brain. So a new experience is encoded in the brain. Right. Because it's, it's something so novel, so your, your brain needs to process it, and it's something that is always there. But as we get older, there's fewer new experiences. Can I just jump in here and say, is yeah. it that thing where when you are walking somewhere yeah. and you've never been there before, yeah. the walk from from where you are to that place feels longer than the return journey? Yes. Is you this place, yeah, is this yeah, it? There's something Have like you noticed that? that? Absolutely. Right. I've because, always noticed that. Right. So it's this idea that as like um making new experiences makes time feel like it's passing a little slower because yeah because right. your, your your brain processes these things uh, and yeah so if you look back at your childhood it's like an archive of a whole bunch of new experiences right. so therefore your childhood feels very stretched out for some reason yeah but your twi- your late 20s and your 30s feel very like compact mm, yeah very compact like it flew by very quickly yeah so there's fewer experiences the older we get Oh which is which is no it, it, I mean it's reality because we get bogged down by life and routine and routine routine yeah. a, a great thing uh, it's a great way to, to sum this up and because of this routine our brain don't our brain doesn't encode new things as often and so time just seems to speed by really quickly because it's not filled with new experiences right right isn't that a bit kind well, of sad well it makes a lot of sense in that I can you know, even metaphorically imagine how like your brain 
makes new material in itself in a way when it's experiencing new things. Right. right. Like I, I don't know how the brain actually works, but I, I mean, like I do believe that like new things are formed with new experiences. Sure. Like, yeah. It's a bit like when you're playing one of those like war games, right? And then mm-hmm. there's a there's a fog of war that obscures the map. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? yeah, yeah. I feel like the brain probably works that way a little bit, right? As yeah. you move into a new area, it has to render all the new pixels. To, sure. Right? I mean, th- th- that's a, a way of looking at it. Sure. sure. I mean, like completely uh, uneducated way of looking at it. <laughs> as, you, as you go through new experiences, your brain sort of creates pathways to to make sure that you understand these new experiences a little bit better and then you get better with but them over time. But why does that actually affect the experience of like time? You know? I'm not quite sure how it affects the experience of time, but I think it's just because you do so many things in a day that is absolutely new, right. it feels very packed. Right. You know, your brain feels very loaded with these experiences. So it feels like, wow, I did so many things right. like when I was five. You know, and it feels and guess, intense. And you're also tired, right? It's like those kids, you know, at the end of a busy day, they're like, and they're petting, and then they have their hair plastered to their foreheads, and they're just like, like Pooja Pooja used to say every time we went on adventures in the UK, and they went home tired but happy. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, so there's that. So I, I don't know. It's, it is a depressing and a, a fact to think that the older we get, the faster time is going to go by and and I don't know but learning it, it, a scientific way yeah. learning a scientific way to understand this cements the fact cements that, that this is a fact that makes it a little bit more depressing but learning the science helps us because to counter this a little bit just listening to the way I can already say then just go do more new things lah. yes exactly right. so the, the way people counter this is say like if you want to like shift back the perception of time, right? Mm. Is to basically fill your fill your life with new experiences and adventures and learning new things, doing new hobbies. Totally. And like it's it's related to a lot of other things about getting older, which you read about, right? Which is things like it's harder to make friends when you when you reach a certain age. Yeah. Like, which true. I don't think is true. Really? Yeah, I, I have made so many new friends in the past two, three years. I mean a lot of it has to do with moving to a new country, which actually is part of the forces reason. Forces you, right? Yeah, yeah. Forces you to make new friends, but it's then true. also acquire new experiences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So which is why I feel like the past couple of years have felt really quite long mm. for me and why I'm so happy, I guess, is because like I I'm picking new things up constantly. Right. But it doesn't have to stop just as you get older, you know? Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think again. I I go back to my parents with this, and I, I I wonder how time is for them. Right. You know because like they are stuck in a routine. Right. You know does time fly by for them and they feel very sad about it. You know so I I, I like making them do fun things sort of like helps them feel that time goes by a little bit longer. Like when I take my mom out to the zoo, for example, because I'm a docent at the zoo, oh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like I get free entry into the zoo, I can bring her into the zoo for free, stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, and, and when she goes to the zoo, she, she, she still talks about it. And she goes like, wow, the day was very fun. Uh. And she, she thinks about the whole day as it being very long, you know, in some ways. I go like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of interesting. You know, so I think it's quite cool. So I don't think the brain just, I don't think time gets slower. It's really... Just you, 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 your brain is just called on to it, process fewer new things. Yeah, exactly, and right. that affects the perception of how we deal with time. It's also that thing where, like, the way we experience time is so, like, artificially uh, marked out for us. Mm. I mean, time is a social construct. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's like this whole twenty-four hours. Yeah, time thing. is a social construct. But beyond the social construct of the twenty-four-hour day, is yeah. the way in which, like. For example, capitalism marks up the day into productive and unproductive Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, uh, it's this idea that the day must be used in a specific way. Correct. Which locks you down in a very specific kind of routine and it's like very hard to break out. Yeah. I mean, for me, 
I have to say that I'm the most productive. I know when I'm most productive. It's like from 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to 3 freaking a.m. Yeah. I'm the most productive. And unfortunately, because of my work... Those are unsociable hours, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot be productive. And I, I, I unfortunately stay up really late at mm. night and I just have, I'm forced to wake up again in the morning. So it's really awful. So yeah, I feel you with this whole... So I think thing. it's a combination law of like the fact that this is how the brain works but then also like we don't do ourselves any favours by like marking out the day in such you know horribly capitalistic, capitalistic ways yeah. yeah which is why this pandemic has been very interesting also right yeah because it has like for many people disrupted this sense of what time means oh, and what sure. time feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's why so many people seem a bit at a loss but, uh, but you can also equally draw a lot of pleasure from it like today yeah. right I went out for my run uh, and mm. I didn't bring my phone with me so I had mm. no idea what the time was and I just went to the, the park and ran around in nature for a bit and like it felt expansive like a really long period of time but mm. it was only an hour Mm. You know, while you ran for an hour, I didn't run. I mean, I walked most of the way. Okay, okay. well, I walked. That's impressive. Yeah. If I could run an hour, I would. I would not be here talking to you. <laughs> I'd be running marathons and making a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people who run marathons make a lot of money. Well, uh, I don't know. They, they seem to. <laughs> <laughs> they all work in banks. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is a nice place to end an episode about growing older, right? Which yeah. is that. It's all arbitrary. It really, it really is. is. Time is arbitrary. Age is arbitrary. Age is arbitrary. It's all a matter of perspective and you doing what is best for you and what makes you happy. La. I mean, I truly, I well and truly believe that. Correct. If it is astrology, go for it. <laughs> if astrology makes you happy, do it. If <laughs> jogging makes you happy, do it. <laughs> jogging does not make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. That's just so un un unmelodic <laughs> and unmusical. <laughs> Not uh, bad lah. I thought we yeah, had a good job. Yeah, I haven't celebrated my Singap- my birthday in Singapore in almost two plus three years already. So this yeah, because, quite... because you've always been away, right? Doing yeah. This, yeah. Like sadly, I'm missing the London summer right now, which is a wonderful way to celebrate one's birthday because, and you know, on the con- on the subject of time, right? Like yeah. because in the summer, the, 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 the sun is out for so long. Yeah, the day can oh really God, feel, so lovely. there can be a sense of eternity in a day as well. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, yeah. it's quite glorious actually. But you know what? You're here in Singapore and we are, we're going to celebrate your birthday Making soon. the best of it. Making yes. the best of it. Oh, I wanted to say, so one of your students got in touch with you saying that he found this podcast right and he was like so I really like how you and your friend go into all the what, what did he say the, all dark, the, the dark dark, ma- dark material yeah, how to go, discuss go, about go, dark issues yeah go into the dark side of things yeah and I'm just like huh we very we dark got, we gotta discuss dark things yeah, man like, what, what did we think of was like only yeah to life like two teenagers like talking about life in a real way it's very dark yeah. <laughs> because they're just teenagers because like for most people listening to the podcast they just think we're like two clowns yeah. and people say that we're talking about it in the most light-hearted, lighthearted way <laughs> so you know I think it's a good place to end as you get older life changes its contours and what was dark can become light <laughs> truly truly listeners <laughs> so here's wishing you here's wishing you a victorious week ahead <laughs> thanks for tuning in this week this has been Joel and this is Kishan bye bye see you